you guys want to turn to Matthew 28, 16 through 20, that's the meat of where we're going to be at today. Again, that's Matthew 28, 16 through 20. By Rowan, by Lily. So today is missions convention, and this is just this is a, this is going to be a fun day today, right? You're going to leave here encouraged, and uh, you're going to leave here knowing more about missions. Anybody in here think they know what missions is? Have a, who who by a show of hand feels like they have a really good understanding of what it of what a missionary is and what missions is? All right, this is exciting. Like seventy nine point nine percent of you don't, so this is good. Or you didn't want to raise your hand for some reason. So definition of missions, it is an important assignment carried out for either a political, religious, or commercial purpose, typically involving travel. And for us, what it's concerned is it's not a religious reason. This mission is for Jesus to spread his gospel and for souls. It's the vocation or calling of a religious organization, especially a Christian one, to go out into the world and share its faith. The Bible doesn't specifically use the word mission, but the concept is rooted in biblical truth. So mission signifies purposeful movement being sent from one place to another for a purpose. The apostles of Jesus were among the first to be sent out on a mission to share what Jesus was proclaiming. So Matthew 28, 16, 20. Anybody know what that is? I haven't already looked. Anybody know what that scripture is? It's the Great Commission. So follow along with me, chapter 28, 16. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. All right, everybody get up and go evangelize. No, I'm just joking. Um, but it really, it really is that simple. You guys are... It, you don't have to have a degree to be a missionary. You don't have to have a special car. You don't even have to have a sport jacket. You can be whoever, whatever, as long as you're willing and you got Jesus in your heart and, and you got that burning desire to go tell people about what Jesus did for you, that makes you a missionary. Okay? So Sister Randy shared about getting 50 people, you know, inviting 50 people to come to the church and build the church. I'm giving that call to you guys too as missionaries to go out and, and start bringing in people one at a time, start telling people about Jesus, and just really do your best to be intentional. And if you ask God to give you opportunities, so like one way you can start doing it, who all here stops at the same gas station every week? Who, who's creatures of habits, right? Who goes to the same place to get their coffee, right? So you have those running with the baristas and the cashier, right? So start saying something Start, start just creating a little relationship with them. You don't have to hit them all at once. But when people ask you, what are you going to do today? Throw something about Jesus in there. You know, be like, I'm going to do this and do that. But man, I'm really just going to tell people about Jesus. Right? Start planting those seeds 
so that when the time is right and you get an opportunity where they're not as busy and you get that opportunity to invite them to church or invite them to say, hey, I'd love to tell you more. Can I take you out to lunch or whatever? People might think it's weird with random strangers doing that, but here's what you will find as you begin to be obedient and do this. As you do this, the Lord will take you to divine appointments where you will run into people who are just waiting for somebody to tell them about it, and they will be like, boom, and just be like magnets, and they'll come to you, and you'll be like, this is so weird, but then you'll realize it's Jesus. So begin to take those opportunities everywhere you go to start dropping little seeds about where you're going, what you're doing, because you just might be surprised at what they have to say. So the Great Commission, the definition of great is an, ex- an extent, amount, or intensity considerably above the normal or average. So this isn't some average thing we're told to do. This is of great importance. This commission is important, right? The ability, quality, or eminence considerably above the normal or average definition of commission is sending together. So he's, he's wanting to send us all together with great importance, a mission to go spread the gospel. Listen, there's no excuse because if we actually took the true statistics, if you had, if you had the ability to actually, if the government would be honest and they, and they could, and they, which I'm pretty sure they can monitor us through our TVs if they're smart TVs. I mean, there's just, anyway, we're not going to go that. But if the government would sit there and you could get the computer guy in charge and he went last night and said, and he made a report of how many people in Springfield, Missouri last night, if, we, if they spied on people in their house, how many people... How many people beat their wife last night? How many kids went hungry? How much bad stuff and sin happened? How many people are just null and not doing anything? If we had a true, true number of how many people don't know Jesus, it would probably blow our mind. If we really saw, if we, re- if we really saw, saw, so the mission field is huge, okay? And that's all you have to do. Is literally just start telling people about Jesus. And, and when we go into the first of the year, we will teach you a lot more of some simple strategies to break the ice of how to, you know, engage them. There's a lot of things you can do. You can just say, hey, can I tell you my testimony? I just want to tell you something awesome that God did for me. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we can tell people, be like, dude, God brought this lady named Sheila back to life of Kansas City. She had pneumonia. She was she was, they said, boop, boop, we got a resuscitator. My pastor's wife, Randy, her brother, he, he's starting to walk again. The doctor said no. First they said yes, then they said no. Now they said yes again. The doctors are getting confused, right? Okay? Doesn't match up with their science. Dean, Dean's got no pain in his legs, been struggling with pain. So you can just tell people, you can give people a, a testimony about what God's doing in your life. You can say, hey, my kids were in foster care. I'm going to get my kids back. The judge, judge didn't think it was going to look good, but Jesus showed up, so you got lots of ways to represent Jesus, okay? So to be commissioned means to be sent out to fulfill a particular purpose. It rests on a mandate, an instruction in order to fulfill a purpose, and the best example we have of this is the Great Commission. So the commission from Jesus has been interpreted by evangelical Christians as meaning that his followers have the duty to go make disciples, teach, and baptize, who else had the opportunity to watch 
me baptizing Carlos, the first person that I ever baptized. He's watched the video on Facebook. If not, go to Randy's Facebook page, take the time to watch the video, and then come talk to me about it next Sunday and tell me what you thought. Okay? Because God did something crazy. It's, I don't believe in coincidences. That's all I'm going to say. Literally, as we got there, I know I shared it with you last week, but you need to go watch the video so that you're not taking it from me. But when we got there, it was rainy and kind of cold and cloudy. And as soon as we got to the water, which was only about knee deep, and in my mind, I'm thinking, he's a big boy, and I'm not really sure how this is going to like work out. you know. But, but the sun literally just, boop, like God said, spotlight from heaven right there on us. And then as soon as we got done, as soon as we got done, start one bat, sun, gone. It moves. You just, you just go watch it. I mean, even, even, even if it was an anomaly, the mathematical probability of that happening would be like unfathomable. I mean, like, I don't even know if you could comprehend it. So what are we all going to do? We're going to go out, make disciples, teach and baptize, right? So missions, they help provide food, water, shelter, Bibles, literature about the gospel, shoes, clothes, and hope. So that's exciting. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the missionaries that we support here at Northside because you guys probably don't know this because you haven't been shared this, and this is why we're doing this, okay? So just bear with me. This is a little tedious as we go through here, but we'll talk about a couple of them. So we've got a missionary by the name of Ross Byers, and he is U.S.-based for Israel. I don't know exactly what some of these people do. I'm trying to figure that out, but most of these missionaries, we give them about $12 a month, Okay. And you might say, that's not much, but it helps them, man. If they, get, if they get hundreds of churches supporting them at $12 a month, it helps them be able to go out and do missions work. Christopher has a saying, some missionaries are really good at raising money, and some missionaries are really good at actually going out and doing missionary work. But, you know, and, you, and occasionally you find some that are the middle ground that they're, they're able to do both. Um, Darren Clemens, this is an interesting guy. He attended Northside here. Um, while he went to CBC, because back probably, what, what do you think it was 20 years ago? Was that the CBC heyday? 20 years ago, probably? 20 years ago, 20 years ago, this church filled with college students from CBC, and it was, Pastor Alvin got the awesome opportunity to minister a lot of them. You guys probably don't even know this, but he's got, I can't even think, probably a couple dozen, if not more, pastors that came here. Some of them were janitors, some of them were children's pastors, some of them were youth pastors, some of them just sat here, but they came, they went to school, they got discipled, they learned, and then they went, they went out all across the country, all across the world. So Darren Clemens, he's the president of the, of the college in the Philippines, that's awesome, doing stuff for Jesus there. David Dameron, he's a U.S.-based architect for the Assemblies of God, very humble man of God. I know him personally. Chris knows him personally. If the AG's building something, he's the guy putting the stamp on it so that they can draw it. Andy Estrella, he's the U.S.-based missionary for Chi Alpha. Anybody know what Chi Alpha is? Okay, Chi Alpha is an organization where they have infiltrated all of the secular colleges, okay? So MSU has a Chi Alpha, so that means Sometimes they rent a building or they have a space. I don't know the exact logistics of how it works, but they're there representing Jesus. And so Andy Estrella, he's, I believe he's in charge of, of, the, um, of the U.S. operations of that. So they just got, there's people, when they tell you they work for Chi Alpha, that means they're in the secular colleges on the campus representing Jesus, which is exciting. Earl Goodrich is a U.S.-based Africa's Hope, 
He's instrumental in the work they do in Africa. As we go down and talk, you'll say, man, we got quite a bit going on in Africa. Africa is a big country with a lot of bad stuff going on there, and those people need Jesus and all the water and books and food and rice and shoes and everything they can get. John Heidi is a U.S.-based missionary, not sure what they do. Brad Keller, who all in here knows Brad Keller? Glory. Brad Keller is awesome. He does a, a thing called Youth Alive, so I'll just talk to the teens for a little bit since they're back there. Can you teens wave at us? We're glad that we got our youth group here today. They're going to the zoo later today, and, and Sister Pauline cooked them some food down there and hooked them up to go to the zoo. That's awesome. Oh, Ed. Oh, man. They might not like that, but oh, man. No, we're glad they're here. Anyway, Brad Keller does Youth Alive. So what's awesome about Youth Alive is that, listen, guys, I need you to hear this. You guys probably didn't know this, right? So the school tells you what you're going to do, and they give you all this rules and this and that and blah, 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 blah. Guess what? You guys, legally, as long as it's not in your classroom time, in your free time, you can stand up with your Bible and you can profess the good news that Jesus is king and that every knee will bow and every tongue confess. And guess what? They can't stop you. Now, I promise you, they're going to try to stop you because they don't want you to do it, but you can do it. It is your right of freedom of speech to profess the good news. So what's cool is I, I, challenge, I challenge one of you teenagers to be brave enough to, 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 go, to, to go to your principal and say, we'd like to host a youth rally at the church, at the school. They can't stop you. And Brad Keller, Brad Keller will show up. He'll bring the band, the stage, the speaker, and they can't stop it. If it is organized by the youth, we can come into the school. And that's what he does. And they got revival breaking out. And I mean, so I, as your pastor, if the school gives you any uh, hesitation, I'll be right there. And uh, and, and we'll, we'll have an attorney, and we'll take care of business, so it'll be okay. <laughs> Gary Higgins is a U.S.-based Latin America. They put water wells in. How many of you guys are, are happy in the morning when you can pop a bottle of water or go wash your hands, take a shower and flush it? Guess what? There's a lot of people who don't have water. So these people, and we support them. I'm sharing this with you because of your faithful giving you're getting a, a sneak peek behind the curtain. Every single person that I'm naming and every ministry that I'm naming, we're sowing seed. We're sending them money every single month. And this is where it goes. So, we're, we, so Northside Assembly and you guys, we are invested in producing water wells in Latin America. That should get somebody excited. Tip, yep. Yeah, they don't have to carry it on their heads anymore. Tim Jarvis, uh, homegrown missionaries, good friends with Pastor Alvin and Susan, and they do a lot of work in Africa's Hope. We're going to lift Sister Jarvis up. She's had, a, a, I think, a liver transplant, but they've been around a long time, done a lot of stuff for the kingdom. Kevin McGee, U.S.-based, works with missionary kids, which is amazing. Can you imagine if you were a missionary and your parents said, we're going to uh, Antarctica? For a three-year itinerary, 
Somebody's got to love on them kids. So they're loving on those missionary kids. They went to school here. They went to church here. Maribel Miller with Flourish Ministries. On the last Wednesday night of the month, Flourish Ministries comes here. They use our little haven room over there, and they have about 20 single Hispanic moms who don't speak English. She loves on them. She teaches them about Jesus. She teaches them all this different stuff. So they're here. We're partnering with them. We're supporting them. That's awesome. Her brother's her husband, Scott Miller, he's got some kind of recovery type ministry. We support him in. Sean Moreland, U.S.-based prison ministry. Going into the prisons. I'm just giving you the picture of it. This is what the Lord told me to do. Because the thing, I was excited because as I began to do the missions report, I was like, man, that's cool. I just thought you guys might want to know who we're supporting. Tim Petty, U.S.-based Chi Alpha in Arkansas. So we're down in Arkansas. We happen to be related to him. This is my dad's cousin's husband, I believe. Um, Phil Rojak, working in South Pacific Islands, like probably Fiji or Samoa, I don't know, what are the other ones? Samoan Islands, you know, somewhere around Hawaii. I did make a note here. Um, you know, they are in the South Pacific Islands. I said we should probably pray about going to visit them and help build some huts on the ocean. I'm just... that. If anybody else is getting a confirmation on that, just let me know. I'm just kind of. <laughs> oh, surf the Lord down there. No, we just got to. <laughs> right? No power tools. We'll, we'll, just, we'll 16 penny, 16 penny and hand saw it up. Oh, that's right. We'll keep it in prayer. I oh, just want to have some, just want to have some fun with it. Luke Store. Who, who was here the night that Luke Storr came with, his, with all of his kids, right? So he does stuff with Africa's Hope and something else. And, and I'll tell you what, guys, listen, that Wednesday night that they were here, I think they had like seven kids maybe, seven kids, sold out for Jesus, going to do whatever Jesus said, and, and Pastor felt like the Lord wanted us to bless those kids. And I think we gave them close to $300. I'm going to tell you right now, you guys probably have no idea the impact that that made on those kids to just have a church love them like that and to know that, man, that church supports me and they believe in the mission of what I'm doing. So proud of you guys. I'm proud that, that Jesus talks to you guys and you guys listen. Mark Turney is in West Africa. Brian Webb is Asian, Asia Pacific. Chuck Whitmire is Rural Compassion. So uh, Chuck and one of these other missionaries, this was a fun story. We had all the, all the pastors from the section were here last year in February taking care of their business, and so pastor thought it'd be fun. We got all the missionaries to uh, put their card in a hat, and then we drew their names out of who we're going to sponsor them. So those in the Buckmasters, that's how we got them, and it was just fun. But they, they have what's called rural compassion, so they're out there ministering to some of the pastors in the rural community that probably don't have the same resources that we do here, you know, so that's exciting. Wick West is yes enough to serve people over 50. That's my dad's cousin in California, but we're supporting them. We got our Margaret Mills that we're supporting at the Jamaica Bible College and Orphanage. Galen and Peggy Mandarin. Anybody, anybody know who Galen and Peggy is? 
Okay, they sit right here when they sneak in. I'm just going to talk about Galen and Peggy for a little bit. I wrote them down as U.S.-based disaster relief anywhere, anytime. So listen, if you have not had the opportunity to hear a testimony about God working in their life, you need to make a specific effort to offer to take them out to lunch and say, I'd like you to share some testimonies about how God has used you and what you've done. The testimonies they've told me have blown my mind. They literally shared a story with me one time, leaving Springfield with like a tank of gas, and that's it. They had no money, and the Lord said, go. And they said, pedal to the metal, let's go. And God provided gas. They told me a story about their truck breaking down. They broke down at a dealership, and when the whole deal was done, the dealership gave them a brand new truck and sent them on their way. They're not exaggerating it. They're going out, they're going out with radical faith. Now, before you go do something that radical, you better make sure that it's Jesus talking to you before you go do it. They shared a story with me one time. They went to Texas after a hurricane, or after a, I think it was a hurricane come in, or some, some natural disaster. Yeah, it was a hurricane. And everybody kept, they, they were trying to find a place to park their trailer, okay? And everybody kept telling them to not go to this one area of town. Well, they ended up there. He, Galen got sick of waiting, and he was like, we're going. So he, shut up shop, and people kind of starting to come out, and they're like, man, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just here to give out water and hot dogs and hamburgers and shoes and whatever stuff they had gotten donated to bless people in a time of need. And so um, somebody said, well, you got to talk to Papa Bear before you can be here. They're like, who's Papa Bear? Like, he's the man. He's the, he's the gangster who ran the, the, the couple blocks. They said, you got to talk to Papa Bear so Papa Bear showed up and kind of peeked in and was checking it out, didn't say much. When Papa Bear came back, like, I don't know, 12 hours later and asked Galen to go on a walk. And Galen said they just went walking down and Papa Bear started talking to him and telling him how, um, you know, that he was blown away that they came in whenever the fire department and the paramedics and the cops didn't even want to come into that neighborhood in a time of disaster and a time when people were hurting and one time people were scared, right? And he said, they walked and he said, you know, cars were just covered in the soot of the floods. And he said, Papa Bear opened a trunk and took his two gold-plated 45s out and put them in the trunk of the car and said, I'm done with this life. And he gave Galen his blessing. And the story actually went that there was an old, the Papa Bear's mama had been praying. And so that whole neighborhood ended up getting radically saved because they went where no one wanted to go without any, they went without any support, really. I mean, they had people partner with them to maybe give them 20 here, 40 here. And he sent them, and they went, and they were not afraid, and the Lord was moving. So that's what can happen when you're bold and you're obedient to go out and be that missionary. Gavin's not here this morning. We haven't supported him financially yet, but if he, when he goes back to Uganda, we're going to. So Gavin and Jordan, who've been coming, he went to Uganda. Tech Carpenter is in Ecuador. They just got there. This is a young missionary, so boom, they're just now in Ecuador getting, the, getting their feet underneath them. Jacob and Scarlett Buckmaster to Tanzania, if you guys remember them, they came and shared that one Sunday morning. They were some missionaries that we met through that same day when we drew the things. Good Faith Ministries, Todd and Laura Mowry, Curtis and Stephanie Strange. They're working to help get girls reliable, affordable vehicles. So it's an awesome new ministry. We're, gonna, we're supporting them. 
We got Renewed Treasures Ministry, the Restoring One Lady's Life at a Time. We're support them. We got the diaper pantry, one diaper at a time. We're getting ready to kick that back off a little bit more when we get some more diapers. But um, while we're talking about that, anybody who knows anybody that needs diapers or baby food or formula, let me know because we got a bunch of baby formula, a bunch of baby food, a bunch of little kids' shoes we're going to be giving away after we do some stuff with it. Um, I got some men's shoes, different sizes. I got all kinds of stuff we're going to bless you guys with. Um, on Thanksgiving, so you guys can take these shoes um, when we do our Thanksgiving thing, and you can take them for your nieces, your nephews, your cousins. You can give them away as birthday presents, Christmas presents. We don't care. Um, but if you know somebody who needs baby formula or baby food or diapers, let us know. Okay, have them contact the church, and we can take care of them. We can give them some stuff. So that's about 28 different mission fields. That's crazy. So currently, we give around $3,600 a year to designated AG World missions, and currently we receive around $2,260 a year in designated missions. I'll say it again. We give $36, we bring in $22, so that's about a $1,400 a year deficit on world missions. So what, what I mean by that is if you say, hey, I want to give to missionary A, and you designate it, we're giving more out to the missionaries than we have coming in. That's okay. It's just not the... What? Oh, he's getting ahead. Um, she made a scrunchy face. I'm like, oh no, did I... Do I got cilantro in my teeth? I didn't even eat cilantro. Inside joke. Listen, as your pastor, and if, if someone has cilantro in their teeth, please do the, the, the justice to tell them. Don't let someone go around all day with cilantro in their teeth. Just say, hey, you know, offer to give them a toothpick. It's, it's a completely side story. but So that puts about $1,400 that we're supporting out of the general fund. But I believe as a church, we can easily shore that up, um, and we can do some different stuff. And I'll talk a little bit more about that here in a little bit. Um, up This year up to date, we've given Renewed Treasures around $7,600 a year in support. We gave Margaret Mills $5,000. We were able to give New Hope Africa Thirteen fifty, um, the diaper pantry four hundred eighty dollars. Secret Sisters six hundred sixty five dollars. Um, Chosen Youth, um, they between raising it and donations fifty eight hundred dollars. Children's Church, <laughs> Children's Church thirteen hundred dollars. This is an area where we're going to do more, and we're and Randy and I will be working on getting the budget figured out to do some stuff on the giving. So as a church, we gave around $26,000 a year in missions support. Give yourself a round of applause for a small church on the north side of Springfield. We don't got no doctors, no lawyers going here. I'm just saying you guys are faithful and you're generous. Okay, so that's amazing that we were able to give about $26,000 last year in missionary support. That's a lot. And it takes all of us to do it. And now you know where it goes. So, but what I want to do is going into next year, going into next year, I just want to challenge everybody here. Okay? I'd like to set a goal in 2024 to give around $35,000 a year in missions. And that'll, that might cover the youth and the children and different stuff. And we will bring you at the annual business meeting, we will have something tangible to give you. But that's really not that much money. If, if everybody in here, if we had 60 people, who would give $170 a year over what you already give 
tithes-wise, that's only $15 a month in extra support. Who, by a show of hand, can say, I can sacrifice my coffee, going out to eat one time, $15 extra a month to support towards missions giving. Some of us can do 30, okay? But if, if we all do something, it will add up. So that's, that's going to be the challenge for going into this next year. Myself and Randy, we're going to start giving an additional just $100 a month above what we give, just designated towards missions. That's what I feel like the Lord wants me to do right now. So I want to tell you a couple little story as we, as we get closer to, to end. And there was a young, young preacher's son, him and his dad, they had planned on going out and evangelizing and going and being missionaries in the, the neighborhood. And it was cold that day. And the little boy, I think, was about 11 years old. And he was just really, really excited to go give these flyers away to invite people to church and tell them about Jesus. But dad did not want to go. He was tired. He just didn't want to go. So the son said, dad, can I go do it without you? His dad said, sure, son. So this boy goes out. He's excited. He's on fire for Jesus, knocking on doors. Hey, I'll give you a flyer, tell you about Jesus. And he had one flyer left and probably was the crazy cat lady house, you know, that everybody knows. And he's like nervous to go up there, weeds six feet high and tracking with me. I don't know. Anyway, so he goes and knocks on this lady's door and it is an elder lady and she comes to the door and he said, ma'am, this is my last flyer, but I just want you to know Jesus loves you and I'd like to invite you to church. Well, she showed up at church the next Sunday and the pastor said, okay. And, and so she came back the next Sunday and pastor asked if anybody had a testimony, and that, 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 that elderly lady, she got up and she shared with that church that morning that that last Saturday, she was her husband, she was widowed, she was in pain, she was old, she was sad, and she had went up to her attic, tied a rope over the rafters, and got up on a chair and was about to kill herself when someone knocked on the door, and the Lord sent the angel of the little boy to come tell her that Jesus loved her. And so I, t I share that with you because you don't know what your smile, what you be willing to say to somebody at your school, like you teenagers, you guys are subjected to stuff that you should never be subjected to. The world's gotten weird, but you don't know what your one act of kindness to your peer, to your coworker, to that stranger at the gas station at Walmart, it does. You just have no idea what your impact can make on being a missionary and an evangelist for Jesus. So, as a missionary, you don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to know the Bible. That you don't have to know how to quote scripture back and forth. It's good that you're learning to do that. You just have to be willing. You just have to be willing to be obedient. To say, to just tell people, hey, I want to tell you about Jesus. This encounter ministry, it really blew my mind how many people were there and the testimonies that were coming out, but it was such a simple concept. This couple, the Lord told them to do it. They stepped out in radical faith, no PhD, no doctorate degree, no global ministry, no nothing, just some country folks trying to survive, whatever, and they stepped out in radical faith to be missionaries to an encounter ministry so that people can get real with their traumas, real with their dramas, 
real about things from their mamas. <laughs> That's not in the notes, but, but I'm just saying it's just such a simple concept of being obedient and stepping out in faith because there's no reason why you guys, you just have to be, you have to be a missionary. Again, Matthew 28, 16, 20, now that the 11 disciples went to Galilee in the mountain to which Jesus had directed them, and when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So we have all the power and authority of Jesus working through us when we go meet these people and we have these opportunities. And like I said, you have confidence to know that if you can get them here, you got a whole support team. We're like an emergency room ready to go. We got surgeons, we got spiritual surgeons in the room, we got spiritual CPR people, spirit, we got the nurses, we got everything. We got the IVs, which is the Holy Ghost, we got it all. Sitting here waiting on them, you just got to get them in here and let Jesus do the rest. Anybody feel like they're, any youngins feel like they're called to be missionaries? She feels like she's called to be a missionary, he feels like he's called to be a missionary, yeah. That's amazing. Chris can come play us something fun and upbeat to end the time. So I would just ask everybody to just begin praying and thinking about it. And what I'd like you to do is next week, if you know, if you know the Lord spoke to you and you're like, I'm going to do that, I'm going to give an extra $15 a month, um, just start, start putting it in the offering. And you can designate it. You can pray for specific. If you want to support a specific missionary, you can do that. You can also just designate it general missions which it goes into the general mission fund, and then it just gets divided out to the different missionaries. So be praying about it, and I would just ask that you just, once the Lord speaks to you to do that, you just start doing that. And then I also want you, as he, as he plays here softly, just a little bit, something fun, whatever, I'd just like you to begin to ask the Lord before you leave here. Just take a few minutes to ask the Lord, Lord, where do you want me to go be a missionary to? Like, where have you already given me influence, and where can I go be a missionary to? So we're going to take a few minutes where everybody pray that, and then we're going to get up, and we're going to praise Jesus, and then we're going to go home and do our thing. $180 a year. It's nothing. Where do you want us to go? Happy day.